On behalf of the Episcopal Diocese of Maine, welcome to this eight-episode series, Seeking the Gift of Hope. Our guest is Father Martin Smith. Martin is well-known throughout the Episcopal Church and beyond as a spiritual director, a retreat and workshop leader, and an author whose books exploring contemporary spirituality have gained a wide readership. His books include A Season for the Spirit, The Word is Very Near You, Love Set Free, Compass and Stars, and Reconciliation. We hope that you will find each episode in this series thought-provoking in this time of uncertainty and a stimulus to prayer and conversation. Share this podcast with your friends and your faith community and explore with them different facets of hope as a gift of God, the Holy Spirit. Welcome. The theme for this final episode in our series, Seeking the Gift of Hope, is the resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come, the concluding affirmation of the Apostles' Creed. When people have expressed to me their doubts about what we can hope for after death, I've often asked whether they have asked God and gone on asking God to inspire them about what to hope for. They've usually confessed that they have never done this. Surely this is the clearest case where hope is something to seek as a gift from God rather than something we're just meant to work out on our own. We shouldn't be surprised if we don't have what was once called a simple faith about hope beyond death. The spiritual scene is utterly confused. On the one hand, we have fundamentalists who propagate the sadistic view that after death humans are kept alive by God so that they can be tortured in never-ending agony in hell except for the correct kind of Christians who alone are eligible for the bliss of heaven. Usually because getting to heaven is the be-all and end-all, they see no need to prioritise changing unjust social conditions that cause so much suffering in this life. And at the opposite end of the spectrum, many liberal Protestants have relegated the hope of life beyond death to the margins of faith and even crafted a representation of Jesus as a teacher of social justice who didn't concern himself much with resurrection. And then the memorial services that are replacing funeral liturgies everywhere don't focus on commending the departed to the mercy of God in the adventure of eternity. If heaven is mentioned, it is represented sentimentally as the destination for a great family reunion with relatives who since their death have been looking down with gratification on our graduations and weddings. In all this muddle, who doesn't need a radical reboot for the whole question of the hope of eternal life? A dear friend has a son who is totally deaf. His development has been greatly limited because of severe trauma during birth. My friend once shared with me the strain of the early years during which he and his wife continually signed to their little boy in the hope that sooner or later he would sign back and show he could communicate. And then suddenly, out of the blue, he made the sign 
which means more. This story moves me deeply, really as a word of God. Actually the ultimate word of sacred truth. This word, more, is the key that unlocks the mystery of hope for life through and beyond death. It sums up the excessive and ecstatic nature of God's desire for us. Ultimately, the only possible reason for believing in the gospel promise of resurrection is that God desires us, desires our fulfillment, desires to embrace us into the divine heart into which death cannot reach. God desires the more of eternity for us. We do not understand this more of surpassing excessive love for us. We may even shrink from it as simply too much to bear or take. We might actually prefer the shelter of agnosticism doubt and resignation as a less demanding, less passionate and therefore safer place to carry on our daily lives. But the life of faith is a force field of desire and arousal in which we get intimations of the divine yearning to raise us through death. Prayer and worship afford glimpses of divine hope streaming into us. As the epistle to the Ephesians says, chapter 3, 20, Now to the one who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish far more than all we can ask or imagine. To God be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. I believe in the resurrection of the body. The creed makes no mention of a theory of the immortality of the soul. The resurrection of the body is a deliberately extreme expression to suggest an extreme hope in God's extreme love. That love does not merely connect with part of our humanity, discarding the rest. It embraces our entire embodiment the fabric of our whole selves and the network of relationships in which we both suffer and flourish. The creed is not pushing a literal fantasy that the molecules that constitute our bodies at the time of death will one day be reassembled. Rather, it affirms that God desires to incorporate our total selves re-embody us together in his own eternal being as our new home. And of course there is a double meaning in the word body. In our embodiment we are interconnected through sex and birth and touch and relationship. The hope of God embraces our social selves, our lives in community and therefore our Christian hope is that divine desire for more will bring to fulfillment our life together as the body of humanity. For as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15.1
1522. Christian artists have used powerful images of the resurrection of the body to defy our individualistic bias and insist that we are raised together. I have a deep love for the great painting by the 20th century English painter Stanley Spencer, The Resurrection in Cookham Churchyard, which depicts the graves around his parish church opening up and the people of all the centuries emerging and beginning to take in what is happening to them all, all those who have lived in this same patch of land. The proclamation of hope in the resurrection of the body is profoundly anti-elitist. Everyone's life is equally precious to God and all lives equally intertwined with all other lives. This intrinsically social dimension to the proclamation of the resurrection of the body is the secret of the judgment that awaits us. All of us have lived our lives by telling a story from our standpoint with our egos at the center. But if we are destined to be incorporated into the heart and the life of God, then inevitably we will have to face all the truth that we pushed away and all the complexities that only God could know. To see God and to come to know as we are known will involve a total retelling of our story which will mean letting go of all our misperceptions and lies and denial of our interdependence. How can it not be an ordeal for us to see everything for the first time through God's eyes and to surrender to God's truth? We must face the scale of our prejudice, our lies, our meanness and irresponsibility and have it all taken openly into the fire of God's compassion and mercy. Here must lie the kernel of truth behind the Roman Catholic doctrine of purgatory. Christian hope must include the longing to be transformed, reconciled, enlightened, completed and remade. But what is misleading about that doctrine as it was, t was taught is the idea that there is a place of separation from Christ where this purgation can be undergone. Actually there is no hope of our transformation except through growing intimacy with Christ before God and the transfiguration that we will all undergo before the face of God will complete the changes we have already been experiencing as Christians on the journey of faith and prayer. As Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 3.18 And all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord the Spirit thank you everyone for listening and let us close this conversation in gratitude to the God of hope for the good news of hope and ask him to use the insights we have been sharing 
to inspire and encourage one another. Thank you for listening to the Faith in Maine podcast. We hope you have enjoyed this eight-episode series about hope with Rev. Martin Smith. If you enjoy the Faith in Maine podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. After a brief late summer break, we will be back soon with more Faith in Maine podcasts. From the Episcopal Diocese of Maine, thank you for listening.